gentlemen, rise from your chairs, for the quest shall be given out. Representing the head of the table, Jake, son of Apollo, rise, Kai, son of Hermes. Hi. Rise, Matt, son of Athena. Hi. Rise, Michael, child of Hephaestus. Oh, would be a Hephaestus, hi. And rise, Sergio, son of Ares. Hello. We have a quest from the Oracle herself. Are you prepared to accept your journey? Yes. yes. Yep. Yeah. We must discuss a children's novel in length for a podcast. The fate of the world is at stake. Uh, Will you accept it? Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds Uh, pretty easy. So yeah, sure. I I just, I just wanted to ask um, if we're allowed to bring a plus one on this quest because uh, yeah, there's um, I I ran into uh, somebody. He was trying to get his uh, his seeker's license. I just, you know, wanted to see if he could he could join in on the quest. Oh yeah, who is it? Uh, be uh, be 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 th- this little goat guy over here. Oh, you mean you mean Kieran, son of Dionysus, Seder Extraordinaire? Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah, I was I was wondering if I was going to be a part of this or not. <laughs> yeah, I had it all planned out. What if we just <laughs> the entire? I definitely, I definitely didn't forget to write you down. I didn't know if you were going to do a thing or not, so that's why I stayed quiet. Like, no, I definitely didn't I forget. Thought, I definitely oh didn't forget. I thought for sure the quest was going to be related to Kieran. And that's <laughs> what? I'm so glad to feel included. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're actually we're going to be we're going to be searching for the golden fleece to turn it into a toupee. <laughs> Damn. So you think you can fan it, everybody? How is, everybody clap for Kieran? Kieran's here. Kieran. Kieran. Dying for me to show up again is happy. All right, guys. So remember when we last did a book club episode and we said the Sean was going to be on this episode? <laughs> yeah, we lied. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Sean was busy, so we were like, "Yeah, it's whatever. Doesn't matter. He's going to be on the next one, allegedly. So it's okay." So, as we stated in the last book club episode, we are we did today. Uh, I guess not today, but in general, we read the first Percy Jackson book, The Lightning Thief. Um, little backstory for the book. Um, so Rick Riordan, I don't know how to pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, Riordan. Rick, Rick Riordan, Rick Riordan. Riordan, according to Wikipedia. Rick Ryden. Rick Ryden. Richie Ryden. Rick Rowland. Um, in 2005, wrote this novel. Um, his son, a long time when he was in second grade, was diagnosed with ADHD and dyslexia and was struggling a lot in school. But uh, I don't know if it was because he was just interested in it or if it was to help him understand what they were learning in school because he was learning about Greek mythology. Rick, uh, well, I think we're on a first name basis. Rick, uh, <laughs> would um, call him Uncle Rick. Uncle Rick. I don't want to do. I don't want to do that. I'm calling him Uncle Rick. I don't want to do that. Uncle Richie. Um, he would tell his son Greek myths for bedtime stories. Oh. 
And then his son was like, tell me more. And he's like, I, I ran out. And he's <laughs> like, well, make more. He was like, so his son was like, make them up. So he made up the story of a boy who was accused of stealing Zeus's lightning bolt and had to return it to him uh, named Perseus. And then his son was like, hey, you should make this a book. And he was like, all right. And then he did. And it uh, it sold pretty well. It wasn't his first book. He did write other books before this that were like small, I guess. No one knows those, know. though. Yeah. If you think you know about them, shut up. Yeah, you don't, <laughs> you don't really first, know about them. It looks like his first book is called Big Red Tequila. Oh. <laughs> um, it's the first novel in a series, Trey Navarre. Um, it is okay. a mystery novel. It looks like it's like a mystery like cowboy novel. That's cool. I don't think it's interesting. Yeah. It was published in t- 1997, but oh, we're not Blood covering Meridian? that. Yeah, like Blood Meridian, guys. Just like it. It's just like it. Which we're going to read in a few months, so no, no spoilers. Um, and yeah, so he created Percy Jackson and he created his, his compatriot and he wrote The Lightning Thief and it was pretty successful to say the least it was a hit and then he Massive. published what 10 more nine more going on 10 plus a three series spinoff about uh the egyptian gods and then there's norse gods too and there's norse gods and now there's the uh i guess there's the trials of apollo now so there's yes. like five more he wrote a lot of books is my point he wrote a lot of books. He wrote this a lot of books. About this. Gods adjacent. Yeah. And now, adjacent. and now there are other um there are other authors working on books that take place in the Percy Jackson multi I guess multiverse, like universe. <laughs> yeah, I mean that if it's cover, if, that cover other mythologies. Like he gets like place. South he gets like yeah, you know what I mean. He gets like South African writers to write about like African mythology. So oh, that's, that's really that's cool. I, like I, that. I didn't know anything about he, that. He actually has his, I'm pretty sure he has his own publishing arm of Disney Hyperion. Yeah, the Rick Riordan presents. Oh my gosh. Yeah, he's, um, he's like a wow. big deal now. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he's Uncle Rick. What can I say? He's Pickle Rick. He's Pickle no? Rick. Yeah, there's so, the, there's the, the, all of those are all in the same universe, I guess, with the other guys. I, I, I would assume they are. Well, I don't know if they are. I I'm pretty sure they are. I'm pretty sure they, the characters cameo in them. They have a Hindu myth, like a Hindu set of five books. They got Mayan, they got Aztec, Korean, Cuban, African American, and West African, Mexican, Mesopotamian, Korean. Oh my god! They're long, so they Centuria, Ghanaian, Caribbean, Chinese, Greek, and Indian, uh, Navajo, Philippine, and Car- Caribbean, Caribbean. However you want to say it. What were you saying? Uh, I was I was gonna say I looked into it. Um, they do have crossover uh, novels. Uh, they that is that is something that they do. That is really it's really cool. That's crazy. Um, yeah, they I I'm not super familiar, obviously, because I'm, you know, I'm a little guy in a big uh-huh. pond. But they do guy. they do they do crossover. Um, there is the they they have like crossovers. They have a Percy Jackson. Uh, crossing uh-huh. over with Carter Kane, um, oh so, yeah, uh-huh. uh, th- 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 those are the main crossovers that I can find. Uh, but it's 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 cool that they that they share the same universe. Yeah, I mean, I guess and- they would have to, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if we establish there's gods from like 
a particular pantheon and um there's then in the same series later on they establish like oh the roman gods also exist too yeah they're like kind of the same yeah that's not a spoiler uh, yeah okay that's fair it gets really (laughs) philosophical with it in the later books it's like how can the greek and roman aspects exist at the same time and be their own people but also the same person and characters have existential crises about it it's crazy yeah it's it's really weird but um yeah, the, coming up in the future of this series, we're getting a TV. We're getting a Disney Plus TV show in the next oh six months. I think Jeez. it's supposed. It's early twenty twenty four, so it could come out like within the next six to nine months. We there's a musical. I don't know. Okay, you guys can be honest with me. Did any of you watch the musical? Uh, no, I did not no, have time. Not. It's one of the Nobody things that's on my list. It. Okay, yeah. I posted the link for everybody. This. I'll watch it after this. How about that? Kieran, I saw your hand was raised. Oh, I was going to say earlier, the crosses I'm aware of is, I think it's the Magnus chases the Norse gods, and he is like the cousin of Annabeth. Uh-huh. And I know at least one of the books, I forget which one, had a short story where Annabeth runs into the characters from the Red Pyramid, the Egyptian gods. Yeah. They deal with a thing in that short story. Those are the crossovers I'm aware of, and then I guess well, we already mentioned earlier, there's a bit of a intermixing between the first and second series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the ones um, that directly involve characters from other stories. Yeah. Without, uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's, it's cool. I like how connected it is. I like that. It's kind of its own. Like, I don't want to be the guy who's like, Oh, the cinematic universe of Percy Jackson, but kind of like more like the yeah, literary, literary universe, literary, a whole literary universe. Per, like Harry Potter universe. ended at seven books and like, that's it. Like there's the some G- like fluff things and shitty movies. LC or LU, the PG LU. It's just a, it's, it's just a camp half blood chronicles. There it's you just are. a shared yes. universe. It's not really. I was gonna say the Percy like, Jackson literary universe. Yeah, but there's <laughs> like published yeah. all a single canon. It's, 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 yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's the Camp Half Blood Chronicles. It's one canon. Can, what were you saying, Michael? Uh, I was just saying it's a it's just a shared universe. Like that yeah. that's just kind of it. Like it's not specifically literary. It's just a shared universe. Yeah, we but yeah, movie. there's there's <laughs> fucking I think it'd be movies. There's 15 oh, main books. Going on sixteen main books. There's plenty of spinoffs. It's 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 deep. It's deep. And for how honestly, it's surprising how popular it is and how little they're like. They made the movies, and then they made the TV show almost a decade later. Like that's it. Other than the musical, the mind you, the movies are terrible, and I would not recommend watching them. Just in general. 15-year-old me watched the first one and went, I'm not, holy shit, this is bad. And when the second one came yeah. out, I was not excited to see it. I saw the second one because my dad was like, you want to go see it? And I was like, I'm yeah, sorry. sure. <laughs> I I would almost argue that it was better than the first one, but it was still really bad because it, it kind of wrapped up the like second through fourth books all in one a little bit. <laughs> wow. Without giving too much away. Obviously, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Oh, well, I guess it would spoil the books, so never mind. Yeah, yeah I've got, I'm, I'm trying to actually like read it because I, yeah, you know, I'll, Which, I'll we, get my full thoughts. Obviously, in we, this, but. yeah, we we have a we have I do have a pitch that I pitched to the other guys that I haven't gotten to pitch to you yet, Michael, about reading the other books. Um, which will be will probably be a little time consuming, so you can say no, but I'll get to that when we're done to yeah. talking about this book first. So let's actually talk about this book. 
So let's start with the obvious. Like it's you know it's a children's book. Uh, main character is Percy Jackson. He's a twelve year old who has ADHD and dyslexia, and he sucks at school. Uh, but it turns out that he's the son of Poseidon, the Greek god, and he goes to a summer camp full of other demigods called half bloods in this world. Um, and he goes on a quest to save his mom and to uh, return Zeus's stolen lightning bolt, find it and return it. We are going to split this up as we do for every book club episode into two sections. This is the spoiler free section. So we're going to talk about this book. We're not, we're going to try our damnedest to not spoil anything. And if we have to say something as a spoiler, then we'll have then Sergio will censor it out or whatever. But like, if it's like, if avoid saying it, if you can, but if not, then we'll have Sergio bleep it. Yeah. Uh, Sergio, what I want you to do for the censor, which I will, I will send you the audio file for it is just a sped up version of the Percy Jackson trailer. <laughs> Sergio, oh, no. Sergio, I want you to use the Kid Rock clip, audio clip I sent you of him going, Detroit till I die, motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Or do like just Matt, just like do a voice clip of Matt saying, Redacted, or something like that. No, definitely Kid Rock, because he's the whitest guy that came out of Detroit, and that's impressive. <laughs> he didn't actually grow up in Detroit. I know. He- so he didn't. He's not the Nick's person mom went to high school with Kid Rock allegedly. Oh, that's hilarious! <laughs> not proven in the court. We also just, may yeah. know where yeah. his parents are as well. Yes, we can pop a mama and papa rock, but that's not important. What's important <laughs> is this book. So we're gonna go in order. General, we have seven questions that we ask in the non-spoiler yes. section before we talk about more spoilers. We go into it. So we're gonna go over them in order. So starting with number one. Remember the order so we don't talk over each other. Did you like the book? And now I feel like it's unfair to ask me this question because I've read this book probably 30 times since I got the original book in like 2006. I've read this book so many times. It's, I think it's really good. It's, you know, it's a children's book, so it's not that hard to read, but it was kind of... I forgot how dark it can kind of get for a children's book at times. You know what I mean? Like there's like, oh, there's yeah. mentions. There's just like, yeah, there's corpses and shit. And it's just like, wow, it goes hard. It's just like whole ass dead bodies in this area. And they're not like the shying most, away from it. The most indestructive thing is Percy Jackson's behavior. He is unhinged. <laughs> Percy is book. an asshole. He's unhinged. He, he's Percy, Percy is the number one protagonist for any like children's book for me because Percy just straight up, especially in the later books, he just lies all the time. I like mean, they're like they're yeah. like Percy. Did you do something? And he's like, no. <laughs> And then, like, they get attacked by, like, 20 monsters, and he's like, ah, maybe I did something. Which happens so <laughs> many times in this book. He's an actual delinquent. That's my yeah. Opinion. No, he is. He's, he's definitely like, a delinquent. Okay, in my opinion. It's not like the choice, especially the first book. Oh, yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna make a lot of comparisons to Harry Potter, because, you know, obviously. This is kind of, yeah. Percy Jackson kind of the Gen Z Harry Potter. Um, It really is. He, unlike Harry... Percy really feels like a kid. Like, he feels like a 12-year-old. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Harry kind of feels... Harry feels like a protagonist of a story for 12-year-olds, but Percy kind of just feels like a 12-year-old. And I I, I really respect that. 
there's a lot of wish fulfillment in Percy's actions. He really gets in a lot of situations that you're like, oh yeah, I do this and that, and then oh yeah, yeah. I wish I could kill my math teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Me too, brother. Amen. As someone, as someone who grew up like with a lot of issues in school, like paying attention and shit, like this this book really clicked to me as a kid. Like I, I, I could really relate to it. And I appreciate that a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's, I like it. I love this book. I could read it a thousand times and not get bored of it. Uh, Kai. Okay. I think it's also unfair to ask me if I like it. Yeah, because I this is like my fourth or fifth reading of this particular book. And I've read um, the like whole first series um, twice, first or maybe even three times. And I've read the second series once, except for the last book. So mm. yeah, um, unfair question to ask, but yeah. yes, of course I liked it. Um, same yeah. as Jake, I will reread it as often as I want to and still like it. And you know what? I'm going to add to the appreciation train of how I forgot how like action packed it is, you know, like yeah. some, some children's books kind of like, you know, they, they like pussyfoot around for like the first like 100 pages or so and just kind of introduce you no you're just you'd get thrown right into this there's a scene in act one i i I don't consider it a spoiler because it's so early in the book so i'm gonna i'm gonna mention it there's a scene where they play capture the flag and percy just gets the shit kicked out of them yeah Yeah. and then like with like not like hand-to-hand like they have they have weapons and spears and shields and beat the shit out of him and he like crawls away like running for his life yeah and the the crazy thing too is he's killed multiple monsters by that point too yeah it's yes. like, it's only it's one combat it's only two. Two. two 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 and yeah the the harpy and the minotaur yeah no because he also no, killed a snake which was probably magical when he was a kid oh that's true he but yeah no snake he's just when like he was a baby <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, he's like you guys are just trying to pick on me because i'm new and i killed the minotaur and they're like oh we're just gonna kill you no one's gonna care just like straight up i mean maybe you should put out it's aries kids so they're all assholes yeah but still like still, they're, just, they're, just, they're just like they're just like yep they're like you killed the minotaur we're, we're just gonna you. we're gonna before f- that, we're gonna beat the dick out of you. before that we we need to remind the audience that he went through an obstacle course that literally has like lava on it i only made i only made one note about this book i want you to know that and the only note i made was about the the uh fucking um audiobook and it said auntie m had a really racist saudi arabian accent oh, in the audio no. i need to be right back i'm gonna get the book because some of my notes require i get it out mm. just like did you de- listen to just like the the default one okay because i was listening to one on youtube uh i yeah, want to i want to make no. sure i, I want to make sure i give this guy the proper shout out because he was um I really like the way that he he did the audiobook for Percy Jackson. It felt like someone was reading to me. He didn't cut out like the mistakes. Like it was just really nice. Uh, Mr. McCarthy reads. That was my yeah. Uh, I bet audiobook. you he's an actual like fifth grade teacher, and he's like yeah. <laughs> he no, I got be. I got the official Audible like audiobook. It was pretty good, but like Auntie M was like, "Children, we must go in here and be friends." And it's oh, like no. <laughs> that's not how the accent literally sounds. But like I'm not gonna do it. I mean, he. <laughs> He gave, he gave a similar accent to it, but mm-hmm. I think it also, was... 
the, shout out to the guy who narrated the audiobook had the most annoying ass voice, which is so accurate for a 12 year old. And I was only a little annoyed by it most of the time. Nice. But uh, yeah, so anything else you want to add, Kai, before I pass it down to Michael? No, it's Sergio. Sergio goes after Sergio. Yeah, sorry. My reading issues. What am I, Percy Jackson? Yeah, do you have anything else you want to add, Kai? No, I'm good. Okay, Serge, thoughts? All right, so the first thing I want to do is give a uh, a shout out uh, to the Internet Archive for their huge open source library of books that they have available to read. They not, that very- we, not, not that we would ever read things online instead of buying the official books, right, guys? I, I literally have the book here. <laughs> I own mine, man. I own mine's, mine. Mine's in a box somewhere under my under my bed, but I listen to an audiobook, so I'm good. I also Continue. Too. Well, I mean, they also, like, so Internet Archive, open source library, they, like, like, they, like they're out to preserve books and create a library for people to, like, fucking read. So it's not just, like, complete piracy. Um, however, I need to give a specific shout out to the version I read on Internet Archive, which was a transcription of the whole book. It wasn't a scan. This person got into a Word document and transcribed the whole book in Comic Sans. And oh boy, was there uh, <laughs> oh, that's uh, wonderful spelling issues because every instance of music was spelled M-U-Z-A-K. Music. <laughs> Use there, honestly, there's probably a high chance that whoever transcribed it was like dyslexic, ADHD. Probably. Comic Sans like, is the like like easy to read font for people with like reading disabilities. He's just like Percy Jackson for real, for real. What so, is for real, for real? So shout out to that person. Probably. Now for my 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 opinion on the book. I kind of had an interesting experience reading this because I did really like it, but. See, I feel like I'd have Kai and Jake's, like, ecstaticness for it had I read it when I was, like, 12. Because as an adult, yeah. like, 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 I did like it, but as an adult, I was just, like, I wish the prose was more complex. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it gets better later on. It gets on. better, yeah. Also, I will fully admit that my opinion on the book is in- incredibly nostalgia goggled. Yep, same here. <clears throat> Yeah, so non nostalgic like, like I could still I enjoy it, but like it. like I'm a twenty year old man reading a book for a twelve year old, so obviously like my thing uh-huh. is like, oh, this is a little bit simple. But I, I enjoyed the story a lot. I um mm-hmm. I enjoyed the story a lot. I did I did like it. I love the concept. It's kind of baffling to me that this didn't pick up as much as like Harry Potter, because I feel like a lot of the same elements are there. Like you got the the house sort of system but obviously instead of four you got like Mm -hmm. 20 of them um you've got like i think like 12 or 13 they add more later Mm. though oh that's true love with the start though (laughs) yeah like i mean you could even draw parallels like how like harry has the sword of gryffindor and then uh percy has um riptide and stuff like that and i think there is a harry potter reference in this book if not it's in one of the other ones there, okay. there is there. I think one of the other books features a cloak of invisibility style, like artifact they get as like a joke. Well, there's a character um, who's just straight up reading Harry Potter by the description of mm, like the cover. Like there's a boy with yeah. a lightning bolt on it. Um, mm. And this, this is like I guess this is like a neutral take. I didn't hate the movie, but 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 with an asterisk. I watched it when when it came out, um, and I thought 
it was when you were like 12 yeah and i thought it was good and honestly yeah had i not seen the movie i probably would never have any interest in reading these books so thank you to the movie and honestly i was kidding the only reason i didn't like the movie is because i really liked the book (laughs) that's really it I I honestly had a the, the, seeing the movie first gives me a bit of whiplash because I kept imagining the characters as their like sixteen year old selves for the movie, so it was just like <laughs> very strange to read at certain points. Yeah, Annabeth having mm-hmm. brunette hair instead of being blonde. Well, I don't I don't care about fucking characters looking different. It's just like I I'm used to Percy being a sixteen year old, and now he's like a twelve year old. So that's like weird when you have like. Uh-huh. A different view of a character in your head than what they are being portrayed as mm-hmm. yeah all right kai is raising his hand yes. so what would you like yeah to add? I, I was just gonna say i also don't hate the movie i never saw the second one but i don't the hate second the one, one is more enjoyable because it's just kind of a train wreck but okay. i would argue that's why it's better than the first one because the first one's just like whatever i it saw just the makes first dumb one changes when it first came out and yeah. I enjoyed it because I thought it was just fun. I I didn't really like the deviations from the book because mm-hmm. I'm one of those sticklers. Yeah, um, same. I had a huge hyperfixation issue, so I'd just be like, "This is wrong." Me too, I guess. Because <laughs> I, I I did look up comparisons between the book and the movie, and while there are some like definitely baffling omissions, Ares being one of them. Although he was literally cut for time because there's deleted scenes that have Ares in them. But um, I am glad at least the the movie. No, not that. I am glad at least the the movie keeps the basically the same plot beats around. Although they changed the 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 the, the weirdest thing to me is that they changed the uh, the motivation of the titular lightning thief, which is baffling to me because they just continue that plot line in the next movie, but they just don't at it they retconned it really uh-huh. weird to do for a series um yeah anything else uh i do ha- i do have one last thought on that is that um uh, i want to say that the that uh why i like why i think that the movie failed despite making a bajillion dollars like both movies made a shit ton of money but i feel like why they failed is that they were trying to recreate the sass of harry potter i mean they literally got chris uh-huh. columbus who did the first couple harry potter movies to do the first Percy Jackson movie. And I feel like, tr- like trying to replicate that success is kind of why it like failed because also, obviously, obviously switching from the te- like little kids to teenagers was trying to get like that, like young adult, like teen movie demographic that was popular at the time, rather than mm-hmm. starting with the kids, which is kind of why, like, you know, the Harry Potter movies like were cool because you had the same cast, like literally watching them grow up movie by movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I oh I had something to add to that. Oh, also the fact that the movie was made kind of without like the blessing of Rick Riordan. Like he wasn't really involved in making any either of the movies. And you can you can he he has a lot of like animosity towards Fox. Was it Fox that made that movie? Three um, Century, I think. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, he was just like, yeah, like I wanted to work with them and they didn't want to work with me. And I just kind of didn't have, yeah, it was Fox. Uh, I, he was like, I just didn't really have a say in it and it didn't come out how I wanted it to. He did. Um, I did. Yeah. I did on the wiki. The one scene he likes from the movie is how they handle Gabe at the end of the movie. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so 
with that, I guess we'll move on to Michael. So I also have a interesting relationship with Percy Jackson. Uh, much like Sergio, I watched the movie before I read the book. And uh, there were many times where I was like sitting there going, wait a minute, that that wasn't that didn't happen. Why? Where? Where is this? Where is that? Where is the Hydra? I was so confused. And <laughs> yeah, that stuff's from like pulled from the other books is what's yeah. yeah like I, I was just sitting there going, wait, what? But um, I, I will say, uh, as a, as a grown adult, I did like the book. Uh, I enjoyed my time with it. I felt it was a little fast for my liking, but I, I'm much more into the slow burn kind of stories. That's sort of mm-hmm. all I, I've been kind of known for, especially like when it comes to romance. But oh, I like. Uh, oh. I felt it was fine. Uh, pacing wise, I thought it could slow down a little bit. It felt like they were jumping to set piece to set piece, but yeah. you know, for a children's book, it's good. But it makes me—I will say—I'm very mad about uh, about Percy Jackson, uh, and that's the fact that if I was in second grade and I was introduced to Percy Jackson, I would have fell head over heels for this story. This is oh, like yeah. my bread and butter, all wrapped up into it. You got gods, got mythology, you got a cool character who like does what you like that you always wished that you could do that sort of stuff. I really liked it. And uh, I I wish that I had the chance to read it in the correct demographic that it was geared towards. I know it gets Uh better as like the next stories come on and I look forward to eventually not well reading them because I am a busy man, but listening to the audiobooks of them Uh and uh, fully appreciating this story as well as uh, enjoying the Disney plus show. Cause I know, uh, Uncle Rick is working on that. Oh, we're going to be watching it. You know it, baby. Oh, yeah. But um, I wanted to mention, because you mentioned slow burn books. This was something that, that, I, that I, I talked to Kai and Matt about a little bit because of the context of it. Reading this book after The Wheel of Time. <laughs> oh, my god! Like, felt like you, you remember... <laughs> Michael, do you remember in Dragon Ball after they train with Master Roshi and they take off the turtle shells for the first time? Oh my god. Yeah, okay. No, and I know like, what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like tap the guy and he flies through the wall. That's how I felt reading this. Like yeah. I was just like, what do you mean I'm a third of the way through the book? It's been I mean, two hours. Even the like even going from because I listened to Harry Potter uh and the Philosopher's Stone. I have all the Harry Potter books on Audible before uh, JK Rowling became a uh uh, became a you know revealed herself as a turf uh so i was like you know when i think about you know really popular children's series obviously my first thought is oh yeah harry potter uh but i was you know sitting there going man you know harry potter's got most of what i really like like interesting world uh some really stupid plot holes that i don't really like but <laughs> It's got, you know, it's got memorable characters like my homie Hagrid, but at the same time, I could not give a shit about Harry. I don't fucking like Harry. Uh, Ron's my homie. I'll dab Ron up every day of the week. But like Percy Jackson, I was like, I like every single one of these characters. Every yeah, single Percy, one. Percy is such a shithead in the most endearing way. It's I will awesome. say though, uh, which uh, this will be for the spoiler section. I do have some gripes with it, obviously, but overall... Oh. Hand, if you were to hand this to me when I was in second grade, handed me like the lightning book, I'd be like, who the fuck are you, first of all? But second of uh-huh. all, this <laughs> this is like, this would have been one of my favorite books. This might have actually made me enjoy reading. Uh-huh. This is definitely the book I'd say got that got me into reading. 
because I like reading comic books and manga, but I, I if it doesn't have pictures, I don't care. But I will, yeah. as my end of my tangent, I'll pass it on to Matt. Uh, that's all I have to say. I like the book. Yeah, so Matt? I'll continue. Uh, I'll continue two thoughts after I give a little exposition here. Uh, I feel bad. I apologize again to Kieran here. Kieran gave this book to me. Almost 10 years ago now. I, I remember like, when he did. Me. I remember when he did, bro. Just so you know, that Matt is my best friend, and uh, he's betrayed me by revealing this information you've, to me. You've known Matt for nearly, what, 15 years at this point? Over half my life. Yeah, I, I remember years. you telling me that you got Matt Percy Jackson for his birthday. Or Christmas, or whatever it was. They're like the same day. Um, And me being like, Matt, you gotta read it. It's so good. And you were like, yeah, I'll get around to it. And you, I mean, you, I gotta hand it to you. You, you gotta got it. Right. Ten years later, I mean, I can't get. I don't much of a leg to stand on. I take forever to start things, but bruh. Uh huh. Yeah, you got around to it. It took a little bit. Um, <laughs> the definition so, so of fucking around and finding out. It took you ten years to read the book, Matt. How are you feeling? Well, I feel like it's uh It's definitely a classic book. It's certainly. Um, well, here, I'll, I'll make a comment about what Sergio had said earlier, about wanting the prose to be more complicated. I disagree. I think the book, being from Percy Jackson's perspective, means the simple prose is really fucking funny sometimes. Because he just literally, where Percy just doesn't have the words to describe some things, and it it added an element of comedy to me as an adult reading this. And in some ways, I won't say that, you know, if you're an adult, you'd enjoy this like it was an adult book, but there's certainly angles to this where you're reading this and thinking, mm, you know, this is only happening because it's a kid. And I don't think kids would pick up on certain things like this, but mm -hmm. uh, I enjoyed the simple prose and the simple reading of it just because it doesn't really pussyfoot around. It's meant to be literally a simplified version of a Greek hero myth. That's what it is, essentially. You've got a kid going on a journey who just finds a bunch of random monsters and shit who are trying to stop him, and uh -huh. he defeats them each, and then he continues on his way. And I, I thought it was very enjoyable. And I, I'm thinking about it. I haven't done the math, but I'm thinking about it. I'm pretty sure that by the time they were leaving the village in Wheel of Time, to make that comparison and finish it out there, Jacob... Uh, I'm pretty sure Percy Jackson had Percy Jackson had already killed like 15 monsters. Dude, He'd Percy already... Percy was on the way on his way home by the time they <laughs> fucking watched him in the field in the fucking wheel of time, bro. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. six hours into the book, and they're like, "We're just not leaving him in the field." Meanwhile, Percy's like seen fucking like war. He's like traumatized. Yeah, it's the yeah, equivalent Percy of like, all right, guys, we are going to uh, get down, move on. And then Percy Jackson is just sitting there with like PTSD flashbacks with uh, with fucking like go ties, uh, somebody that you knew still blasting in the background. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. But, Anything uh, else you'd like to add? Oh, well, well, Adam, uh, I think Sergio had also commented or somebody commented why this wasn't as popular as Harry Potter. Um, Harry Potter was on the Goblet of Fire movie by the time this book came out so harry yeah. potter was like it was distracting people away from the fucking gem. it was on the goddamn gravy train by the time this book had come out so it makes mm -hmm. perfect sense to me why that this got overshadowed a little bit especially since i remember there being i think a lot of people saying this was a harry potter knockoff essentially just, oh yeah i do remember that it, part. It, it just it feels so weird because like it's not like this movie was like an underground success. Like this, this, this book, I should say. I don't. I may. I think I said movie. I it's sold. You did say movie. Sold like crazy. 
people loved it. Yes, it was quite popular, just not to it the level get its of like first Harry movie Potter. until the entire series was over, which blows my mind. Yeah. Yes. The entire first series, I guess I should say. Anyways, though, those are my thoughts. I don't want to hold things up. We're yeah. a little strapped for time. Kieran, I can't imagine you have much to say other than everything that we've already said. Not too much. Um, what got, is, how'd you get into the book? Do you have that yep. story? Yes, I do have that. So I came up to the book because when I was still, I think I was still homeschooled at the time, my mom had me join the book club at our local library, and this was the book that they had. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, the book they're on is The Lightning Thief. I go, what the fuck is that? Well, I guess I did it because I didn't know the, what the word fuck was at the time. You were like, what the heck is going on? What is yeah, this book? So, the heck? And I wasn't really much into reading my own at that point, I think. So mom mm-hmm. was like, okay, well, I'll read the first couple chapters to you and everything. And I was fucking hooked on it. Afterwards. Oh, yeah. It's so insane. growing up, like, reading the, edition, the chat books that they came out, I was in the seventh grade when the second series, Margaret Athena, came out, and I read it within a fucking week. And those books are longer. They're thick books in the second series. They go so fast, though. Yeah, They're I still yeah, read it in a week in the seventh grade, Margaret Athena. So uh, I, I, I guess you could say I like it. Um, <laughs> go on what Matt was saying of, one thing I kind of forget that I'm reminding myself as I go through is that there's some parts that are just kind of funny about the fact this is from Percy Jackson's perspective as a also the fact that when I read this book he was older than me and now I'm like twice his fucking age (laughs) I feel so fucking old oh god oh no yeah but uh real quick here like a quick excerpt that's like without any uh context from 212 here if you don't mind let me do it real quick yeah sure um so, this is already the start of the chapter. I'd love to tell you I had some deep revelation on my way down, that it came to terms with my own mortality. Laughed in the face of death, etc. In truth, only thought was, ah! <laughs> it's stuff like that yeah, that I, I really that funny. I love stuff that like one. that will happen. Oh, yeah. Anything else you'd like to add before we move on to the next topic? Uh, that's all I got there. Everything else I have is related to the actual story. Yeah. All right. So... Uh, question two of our seven questions, which will go p- faster than this, than it took us like 30 minutes to answer those ones. Favorite character, uh, I, I will be fully 100, 100 with you guys. When I was a kid, I wanted to be Percy so bad. You have no idea. I think everybody would. I would like sit in the shower and be like, dude, what if I can move it with my mind and heal myself and fight people? Oh, it'd be so cool. My younger brother dressed up as him for Halloween one year. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I don't think I ever did, but I I wanted a half blood. He t-shirt had so a bad. camp half blood T shirt. I wanted hey, one so bad. All I'm saying is, you know, next con group cons. Oh man, yeah. oh man, dude. We yeah, actually, right. that would be pretty doable. It's not too hard. Oh, no, for sure. We could do um the 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 camp from the second series too that I won't spoil. Yeah, you definitely um, need to play the second do, We could do like a mixed group. Ooh, All right. I like that. Let's speed. Let's just speed through it because favorite character. Like, just say why is your favorite character that, or he or she is your favorite character. Like, going too much into detail, just so we can speed through this, get to the spoiler section, and as soon as we can. Kai, favorite character? Oh, Percy Jackson, and why? it's also because I wanted to be him. Because <laughs> listen, sure. I had the exact opposite experience of you, man. I was like a, I was a very quiet kid. I was like the quiet kid who read books in the corner. So I was like, man, it would be so fucking cool if I could be like brave and be a smart ass all the time because that's how I felt like inside and just didn't show it to other people. So yeah, I was a smart ass and I would just get beat up for it. (laughs) But you know, I mean, I was an evil child. (laughs) Damn. You were like Percy. 
Yeah, Sergio, are you still in the potty? He's shitting. He's shitting. We'll, we'll skip. We'll loop him. back. We'll loop back. Yeah, Michael, who's your favorite character? So mine's a bit of a toss-up. Uh, big Annabeth fan. I think she's cool. I oh, think she's sure. a homie. Cool. Um, she was all, totally my first crush as a kid. I will oh, say yeah. it, this is probably gonna. This might change as we get further on into the series, but I was really interested in Luke. I think Luke is gonna be a very interesting mm. character. I oh, yeah. I really like what He's happened uh, with his character. Uh, mm. I'm, even though it was like super obvious from the get go, uh, yeah. like you know. But I will say, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see where he's going, and mm. uh, that's why I like him. Yeah. No, I think Luke's character arc in the in the five books is awesome. It's and very I'm excited for you guys to see where it goes. Uh, Matt, would you like to input uh, your Percy Jackson? Favorite? He is a he's a little psychopath, and I love him. He is a little psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna crash the bus. I, yeah, to see with the I, bus, where he's I, like, "We'll I, just crash it." it. <laughs> 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 he, the he has no the, qualms with killing shit too like harry would be like yeah. oh no but but he's a living thing i shouldn't do it and then percy jackson is like the bing search result instead like just fucking slice it in half. His, his motto is fuck it we ball like I he killed i think percy's is kind of right to not have any qualms not i love how there's no hesitation he's just like these harpies are, are, are threatening my friends. I'm going to crash the bus. And then the news is like, he, this kid's a terrorist. And he's like, well, they're not wrong. <laughs> All right. We should probably move on before we, you know, go past. Go too much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Sergio just got back. So, Sergio, who is your favorite character? Um, My favorite character is actually Ares. Yeah, I, oh, I, I do oh, like Ares. He is such a little just douchebag the whole time. <laughs> he is kind of a douche, bro. He, him just like rolling up, fucking on his motorcycle, biker fucking Ares. Just like he uh, fucking owns the diner. That was great. He kind of. I was oh, imagining yeah. him as a. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Highlander, but uh, Clancy oh Brown gosh. plays the villain in that movie. Yeah, that's just kind of how I imagined him. Dude, you're so right. <laughs> I, was I just imagine him as like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thinking, yeah, I was thinking like Mad Max or like Terminator Two, one of the two. I was thinking Terminator Two. Except that you know he's got flaming eyes instead of he's got flaming eye sockets instead of eyes. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. All right, um, Kieran, Kieran who's, who's yours? Um, uh, I think I'm kind of. I mean, Percy's kind of great, and if anything, he's kind of like my. But like I feel on a spiritual level of just like making shit up as he fucking goes along with his plans. Uh-huh. Like he just fucking goes for it. But Anna is oh, pretty yeah. cool. Kind of for the opposite reason that she always seems to at least have a handle on what the fuck's going on mm-hmm. in most of the series most of the series. Like basically, if you grabbed any random scenario they get themselves to do, it's usually Annabeth that comes up with the idea that gets them yes. out of the jam. I think Annabeth is also a really interesting character to pair up with Percy and Grover, because like I mean Grover's kind of just like a non- like a non like he's just there kind of he's an entity he's an entity and that's really it but like annabeth is like the complete opposite life experience with percy she never went to school she just she stayed at camp half pretty much her whole life life. she never was in the outside world which i feel like i I wish if there's one thing i will say i wish the books explored that a little more just her her just completely basically being alien to the real world 
she's smart, but like not in the like, oh, I can figure out literally everything ever, and nothing's yeah. a challenge. Like that's mm-hmm. like it's kind of nice to have a character that's smart. Yeah, she's like, she's a douchebag. She's wise. She's the wisdom of Athena. She's wise. It makes sense, you know. Right, but she can't just like magic the solution to everything. Like she might have an idea of what they could do, but it's still gonna be like, uh, how the fuck are we gonna do it? <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, now least favorite character. Um, for me. I mean, I've, I feel like my least favorite characters are just the ones that are, like, the ones that you're not supposed to like. Like, Mr. D is a dick. I like Mr. D. I think he's so funny. He's funny, but he's a dick. Like, he's unlikable, <laughs> but, for, like, on purpose. I guess Clarice, because she's just, she like, she sucks. Yeah, she's a shit. She's a shooter. Kai? I, mean, I feel like I can't answer this question um in good feet in good faith since i've read the other books because like you know there's characters in here where they undergo a certain arc yeah, and it changes no, my opinion true. about them so it's like eh, i don't know yeah i agree with that i'm just thinking like in the context of just this one like who i don't like um i guess i don't <laughs> i don't like zeus but i'm a i'm a notable zeus hater i hate all zeus yeah, depictions zeus is just an asshole in this He's an like, asshole in like everything. He's all brand then. He is yeah. an asshole. Like in shout general. out to shout out the the actor who's playing Zeus in the TV show who just passed away recently. Oh, um, what's what's his name? He's, Lance Reddick. Lance Reddick. Yeah, he's he's ironic Greek mythology named character Charon from uh, John Wick. I don't know if that's how they pronounce it in John Wick, but um, the, he's I named think they after say Karen. Karen. I, they, I think they Karen. might say Karen. They say Karen in Payday too. I know that. Terrible. Because um, he's Terrible. in that. But yeah, he plays. He's gonna play Zeus in se- at least season one of the of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Um, I like him as an actor. He's cool, and I'm excited about that. Uh, that's just that's that's all. Zeus does suck, though. I agree. He's an asshole. But he kind of you know that's just a Zeusism. Yes, that that is Zeus in mythology, an asshole yeah. for everyone. <laughs> Sergio, what about you? Who's your least favorite? Uh, Nancy Bobo fit, obviously. Oh yeah, you know oh, what? Yeah. You right, you right. Yeah, I changed my answer. She can go. Yes, yeah, same. For oh, context, yeah. she's like shows up in literally only in like the first, <laughs> the first maybe second chapters. chapter, and that's it. Yeah, and she's the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she is the worst. She's so memorable for how horrible. I was she hoping something no was reason. gonna happen to her. Or like she'd ha- have something <laughs> later. She just fucking oh. dies. Let's <laughs> kill her. Michael, what about you? Uh, so, just based on this book, I, I, it's hard because there's not like a whole like cast of characters I can pick from. But I'll say, um, out of the, out of the, my least favorite character out of the characters that actually got like time to develop, uh, like the one that I just didn't gel with the most was honestly, I, I didn't like as much as I liked the character, I didn't really gel with Grover all too much. I don't hate yeah. him. I want to clarify, I don't hate him. I, it's just like, I didn't. I didn't really stick with him. He was an entity. Um, I I'm gonna assume that the books later, you know, develop him out a little bit more to be a lot more yeah. uh, interesting. Especially the, but like, especially like the the second one does a lot, and the fourth and the mm-hmm. fifth one do a lot. If I remember. Yeah, correctly. like out of out of the characters that actually like were in like the story for more than just the chapter, like Grover uh-huh. was just like the character I gelled with the least. Gro- yeah, Grover kind of just doesn't have a purpose in the quest other than to like be there with percy which i don't think that's a bad thing i guess but um 
it's just like uh like he get he gets flushed out a lot more but as it stands in the beginning he's just kind of like he's uh, weak just, he's, he's weak yeah he doesn't he's do weak anything as a character i mean like yeah. not like personality wise although yes a little bit personality wise he has little moments here and there where he does stuff that's a i love him in the later books though my yes, ride he does die. get much better uh matt least favorite character uh least favorite character gabe oh yeah oh, I guess. yeah but again again it's like enough. another like he, yeah he's abusive and he sucks of course yeah. we're not gonna like him it's just but, like he does such a good job at making you hate him even before you find out oh, he's yeah, like true. a white beater yeah as soon as Spoiler. you hear he's smelly it's but, like you know, no i don't like that guy <laughs> uh-huh and Karen, no, no, dude, they, he is not just smelly he is the fucking stankiest human being on the fucking planet yes, in all he's of got, brooklyn he's got the, he's, he's, the got the ho- he's got the horse cheese uh, only very few people have in the world oh god <laughs> yes he does karen what about you least favorite uh, i think i'm kind of with michael on this one because reading through this again uh with grover it's like again don't hate him at all i think it's perfectly fine but the thing is like mm-hmm. he's got a milk toast in this book and the thing I did not remember at all was apparently the joke was supposed to be that he's always about the food and whatnot, and I don't remember that at all being a part of his character. Yeah. Which is kind of bad because that's kind of the only character he's got and him being nervous, I guess. Yeah, in this book, he's just kind of like hungry and nervous, and that's... Yeah, Sometimes he said as like, meow or whatever. He, well, it's a, he it's have the tree. Okay, so... He he bleeds, but like that kind of makes sense of just being a little bit of a trait. But like uh-huh. him, so, like he's sleeping, they'll kind of nudge me, goes food, and he's like, I don't remember this at all being his character. So maybe they drop it later on. I kind of hope. Yeah. But yeah, that's the thing. It's more the sense of he's nothing's bad with him. He's serviceable. He gets moments here and there. But it kind of stands out that I kind of forgot a lot yeah. about. The, the first book is like, it's just the Percy book. The other books flesh out the other characters a lot more, but this first book is just completely just it only really fleshes out percy annabeth goes on a little bit of an arc yeah. but not least, really i would say the fact that there's still character that none of us can say just straight up as bad is mm-hmm. more of a testament to the good writing of the book i'd say yeah and now we'll move on to question four uh favorite moment do you guys have a favorite moment uh i do and i will say um when he jumps off the gateway arc Kieran read an excerpt from it earlier, but just him just being like cornered and just being like, you know what? I'm just going to fucking eat. What's up, Kieran? Are we in spoiler section or not when it comes to answering? Um, No major spoilers. Like I can say like this moment from the book because it, it, you know, it's not really a lot of context. Like, oh, cool. I guess guess just be vague about it. If anything, don't get specific. Just a moment of like just completely having faith in the universe and just him being like, please, please don't kill me. And just jumping off. It was mm-hmm. just, it's just so cool. It's such a like, because like Harry Potter would have found a way to like, like fight his way out, you know? Mm-hmm. But Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson said, fuck <laughs> this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I don't care if it kills me. God, I'm just help gonna me. fucking go. Gods, help me. Yeah. God. <laughs> Maybe specifically one god. The one, god, the one yeah. that yes. is most likely to help <laughs> me. If I Bird, what about you? you? What about me? Favorite yeah. moment? Um, 
I don't know. I feel like I can't really give one. I'm too like nostalgia tinted the entire time I was reading the book, which for context, I did it in like four hours in one sitting. Like I literally just picked uh-huh. it up and then didn't set it down until I was done with it. Um, you could spend an afternoon to read the whole book. Like, oh yeah, I did. Oh, I did. I spent I did. half a morning reading it. Really, I read. But... I could read all five books in an afternoon if I try hard enough. Oh yeah, me too. Definitely. Maybe not an afternoon. Well, maybe a full day in an evening. Like half a day, maybe full day. But anyway, um, I don't know. I just I I like all of it. That's mm-hmm. all, except for one thing, which I'll get to in our next question. Yeah. Um. You don't have so you don't have anything specific. Nothing specific. Nope. Fair enough. Um, Sergio, favorite moment? I'm assuming it's the Aries diner scene. Uh, no, it's that last bit with Aries. That's a that's a spoiler. Um, but, oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He gets into a really cool fight with uh, a guy uh, at the end of the the story, and it's pretty cool. Hmm. And also, oh, that's yeah. like that's just cementing Percy's fucking badass cred, like right there. Oh yeah, he's got yeah, he literally has two cred. One, two. Yeah. yeah, book book one. Yeah, Michael, what about you? Anything? Uh, so not to being very uh very undefined, I really like how they get to uh the underworld. I I, I really like how it's sort of described. I like the you know the person that we meet there and i like how they get there i think it was really i I think it's like really clever and i that's like one of the things i really like about this uh about the story is like how they sort of uh get into uh, i'm just gonna call it the veil because i forget the exact uh name for it but how they disguise the godly thing for humans oh the mist mist. yeah the mist yeah the mist I, i like i like how they use that it's very creative I have to give a shout out, a special shout out to that scene, not in the book, but in the musical, the fucking song for when they go to the underworld is like a, it's like a disco jam with like a soulful black woman singing it. And then they do like, they like switch the genre for part of it. It's like a Beethoven joke. So they do like, like traditional piano for a bit. There's like a choir. And then there's like a there's like a Nirvana section because you know Kurt Cobain's in the underworld, <laughs> and it's just it's so it's it's a fucking jam. It's so good, and the end is just like full on like like full disco, just like like lights and everything. It's dope. That's awesome. Um, and yeah, I, I just want to give this special shout out. The musical Rick Riordan loves it. So, you know, it's a, it's a certified hood classic, Sergio. I think I can say that. As as the person who bestows the honors of certified hood classic, can it be bestowed upon this day? Everyone is allowed to bestow C H uh, C on a word. <laughs> I also said my whole high school's name is a joke because it has the same abbreviation, but I decided against doxing myself. Um... Matt, what about you? Do you have a favorite section? My favorite section came right at the end of the book when the political conflict was resolved. So very heavy spoilers on that end. Yeah, yeah, but it's it, yeah, I agree. That's a good. Oh, it's a good scene. I think that's where the prose is the most serious, and it it, mm-hmm. it helps sell the gravity of the situation. But I'll, I'll, I'll touch on it more later. There's a line that one of the gods says to Percy that's so 
just like knife to the gut horrible to say to somebody and Percy's like yeah it's fine <laughs> like he's just <laughs> Kira do you, what's your what's your favorite part of this book what's your favorite moment ever, but I'm pushing more now than I did then when I originally read that scene is when Percy basically just mails it a fuck you to the gods after uh oh yeah the, the gnome shop mm-hmm. you know when, they, when, he, when they, he deals with the character it's like it's like oh He's just being like a fuck you to the gods. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all just his like just like ambivalence towards the gods is awesome. It's like the first time Percy's like, fuck this. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Alright, now we're gonna move to least favorite moments. Um for me, I'm gonna say the 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 water park section of the book just feels like other than how it sets up the second like the or like the final act of the book itself like it's kind of just whatever it's a side quest it's a side quest it is it is a side quest <laughs> like it doesn't quest. really have and at that it's a fetch quest <laughs> yeah it, yeah, uh, it's just kind of like, it's not a bad section per se. I don't think there's any bad section of this book. But it kind of just like, it happens. It and they don't really grow as characters. Like, Percy and Annabeth are kind of like, like, bro out a tiny bit. But that's really, that's really it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Kai? Least favorite I, section? I you agree have with one? that. But here is my least favorite thing, and it's not a new moment per se in the book, but it just bothered me. Okay, so everybody here knows that I am a connoisseur of Amtrak, okay? I've ridden the train (laughs) a lot of times, (laughs) and there's a part when they're going on an Amtrak. And presumably, they're probably in, I believe, New Jersey at this point. They are. Time, right? So, yeah. And then they, they pay for as much as they can on their Amtrak ticket to uh, get to Denver, right? Mm-hmm. To, like, continue their quest because they can't make it all the way to where they want to go. So they go to Denver, which, mm-hmm. okay, it's fine. There are Amtrak lines that you can transfer onto to get to this point. But then eventually... You know, they end up in St. Louis, as we've mentioned, with like the Gateway Arch. Mm -hmm. That train line that they get on that goes to St. Louis can never go to Denver. Like, it just doesn't. It goes somewhere else. It's a completely different line. Maybe it did 18 years ago. No. Amtrak (laughs) has had the same tracks for forever because they tend to borrow like freight tracks as well. That's why Mm. they have to like stop so often. So they're going off of like pretty well established routes that have been the same for probably the past like. You know what? 20 I just years. found out, by the way. There's an wow. Amtrak station like three minutes from my house. Oh, that's funny. Dang. I'm not going to say which one for obvious reasons. Yeah. But that's crazy. <laughs> I, was, I, was like, I was like driving home from Taco Bell one day and I was like, is that a fucking Amtrak train? And then I was like, is that a fucking Amtrak station? <laughs> <laughs> it's in like the middle of nowhere. That's where they <laughs> are. Crazy. They are in the middle of nowhere, typically. I mean, there's some that are in bigger cities, but most yeah. of them are just out in the weeds but anyway uh it irked me that you know they got on this train line that they would have to um like double back to go to a different line and it was just like they would have lost like 
two full days trying to like transfer trains because they would have had to transfer twice. So it's like, no, there's no way that they got to Denver using the line that they went on. So it like took me out. What the fuck were you thinking, Rick Riordan? I know. Just look at a map, dude. You just need to look at a map. I didn't think this book was was fantasy. Yeah, come on. One thing I will mention, one thing I will shout out. The fact that the, the water park section is just cut from the musical, like it's just it's just not there. Yeah, <laughs> fucking do or fucking Aries is just like, I'll just give you a ride on my motorcycle straight to Vegas, baby. And they're <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's funny. I appreciate your uh, your input on that, Kai. That's awesome. Because like I would never think of looking into that until you're right. You being like. Mm. <laughs> this bothers me like that that goes so hard it took me out it was like damn like this annoys me <laughs> what, what about you serge so my, my my least favorite part is actually in the where, where were they st louis um they were in a lot of places with the, need to be more... the, with the yeah st. St. Louis. okay so there's also what i believe to be a, a I don't know what you call it, an inconsistency in there. Because there's there's a part where Percy drops his sword in the water and the, the creature is like, go get it. And I was like, but wouldn't it just teleport back into like his pocket? Like, why does he have to go and retrieve it? Like, I know he needs what to he like, avoid the attack, but like, wouldn't it just come back? Like, why is it like, he doesn't need to go and retrieve it? Because he's like, oh crap, I grabbed my sword. It's like, no, it'll come back. They, they they do kind of make a point about him being like my my sword isn't coming back and I don't know why, and I oh, don't maybe know I what to do. That part. Why? Yeah, because yeah, he, 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 he mentions he mentions like like why isn't it coming back? Maybe there's like a time like a limited amount of time depending on how far it goes. It has to take a certain amount of time to return to me because I can't get it. He like keeps checking his pocket while I he's getting attacked. Don't think he ever nailed down exactly how that works in the books, but most of it's not yeah. an issue from what I recall. Mm-hmm. That's really the only time it is an issue to my to to my recall, as far as I it's can remember. Future to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it it led to a cool scene, so I'm like, it's whatever. I can forgive it. It's a children's book. What about you, Michael? Favorite or right. least favorite moment? So let me let me break this down for you, right? Break it there down. Is one, there is one scene in this in this book that I think you could entirely remove. Because uh, not only is it purposely there just to, like, make it, like, basically increase the stakes, but it also is there to serve as just a plot device. Is it and, the Lotus and, Hotel? Yes, it's the Lotus Hotel and Casino. I honestly, if they just, like, I didn't like it. I, like, I'll take the water park scene because that's world building to me. Like, uh-huh. that's just, like, that's just world building. Like, oh, yeah, like, Aries just, like, uh, you know, Aries fucks around and, like, you know, they try to put a stop to it. But I, like, out, out of all the things that they could have done, right? Like, I get why you could remove the water park scene. Totally fine. I get it. I don't think the... I think the Lotus Casino and Hotel is entirely arbitrary. And it's just there to make stakes higher because they were yeah. on time for a while and also to give them a plot coupon aka the you know the, the lotus card to be able to take a taxi all the way to california when they could have just had the vehicle with the animals take them to california yeah i will say 
on in the defense of the Lotus Casino outside of this book, it do, it does have plot relevancy in a later book. Oh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. It's just like in this book specifically, mm-hmm. did not care for it. Yeah, I can forgive it like in the concept of the series for it because it does come back and it has a pretty important like point of contention in one of the later books. Um, but I do agree that in this book, it's kind of just like, it's real convenient. Um, inconvenient, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a convenient thing to happen to screw them over. It's inconvenient for them, obviously, but it's kind of just like, Oh no, we got stuck in a hotel for like four days. Yeah. Only have two days to finish this quest. I I just, I, I didn't care for it at that point. I would have just been like, yeah, uh, make the quest have, you know, four additionally, or make them travel on foot a bit longer to, make it so those days you know track down I, instead of going they to the changed trains i they will change in the defense of it it's a reference to the odyssey do you think i is? i don't care and, well, i just okay, I don't care i do i i appreciate that he's referencing something fair like kind of obscure from the odyssey in this book just like because they don't really reference specific moments in the myths, at least in this book, like when things happen other than like, um, like one other occasion in, in the gnome, like the, the garden emporium, like sure they, they also had the one backstory and, um... of, of that character and how it's relevant to the characters in the group. Yeah. But like the, the Lotus hotel and casino being like, Oh, it's a reference to the odyssey. Or if you fall asleep in a Lotus bed, you'll fall asleep forever. And, like, just referencing it's, that, I yeah. just appreciate the connection to actual myth as opposed it's to... A, thing. I, do, I do still agree with you, though. It is kind of just, yeah. like... To me, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's not so much, like, oh, that's a cute reference. It's, it's the same thing as, like, if I were watching, you know, Rise of Skywalker and they did the fan service thing, or it's like, oh, I get that reference. Like, that's... I, I, I don't... I, I don't... I don't care for it. That was my least favorite scene. I'm sure... In later books, it'll be totally cool. Like it'll be way cooler or whatever. It'll have plot relevance. But for me, I just felt it was too convenient. I thought it kind of mm-hmm. botched down the plot a little bit. But that's a personal thing, and obviously, I'm yeah. just one person of many. Mm-hmm. Pass it over to Matt. Yeah, Matt. Um, ahead, babe. I think my least favorite scene. It's a relatively minor thing because none of the things in the book actually really even bothered me. Um, even the casino, I, I read the casino I was like, oh, this is how they're going to get rid of the extra days that they have and make it more of a time crunch. And then I was proven correct when they were coming out of the casino. But I, I feel like that was fine for like the variety of the judgments. Um, the most uh-huh. important, the, the thing that stuck out with me uh, is not maybe not a specific scene, but a, a theme in the earlier part of the book. And uh, it's that nobody, it, it pretends that it's hard to guess that Percy is the son of poseidon oh 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 my god i'm sorry to spoil it but like within like the first two pages he's doing shit with water so yeah yeah, like every time he touches water something weird happens in front of the counselors chapter four yeah i have an explanation for this uh he's kind of a dumbass considering no but uh, it's everybody around him too like he that's true the bathroom he and blows he's up the bathroom <laughs> and he's dry and they're like <laughs> well, to be fair to be fair Annabeth is like hey maybe you're the guy I've been waiting for like well, for my quest everyone that had a brain was kind of hoping he wasn't but already knew it 
Yeah, because that's the way I interpreted it. Well. So Percy is the son of the, one of the three, and I th- that's the impression I got. Is that everyone the note basically knew? They're just kind of hoping they were wrong against hope. Yeah, hmm. that's the maybe. impression I got. Hmm, uh, what about you, Kieran? Um, I think it's kind of going off of that. It's one particular moment during that side quest you were talking about the water park, uh, uh-huh. specifically with. Let me pull it up here because I'm going to note here specifically about it. Is uh, Percy becoming like a kind of a? I know you guys are talking about how he's a bit of a psychopath or whatever. I didn't get that much of an impression, but more specifically, he's just a kind of a dick out of nowhere to Annabeth during that whole bit. Uh-huh. Where, uh huh. Specifically, quote: "Leave it to a girl to make everything complicated." Now, I think <laughs> I know what the author was going for here. Uh huh. Yeah. What's your problem, whole, Rick? Well, what he's trying to do the all. These, they like each other, but they don't like each other deal. And uh-huh. I think that's supposed to be the start of it there. But, like, it feels really out of Percy's character to suddenly just say something like that. So pointed yeah. at Annabeth. That's fair. And it's like, that whole thing is like, what? So I'm not sure what the deal with that. Well, I mean, I think I know what the deal with was with it was, but didn't really feel in his character to suddenly be like, oh, girls, am I right? Mm-hmm. I think deal. The, I feel like it also kind of leads into the, like, the the... Something that's mentioned a couple times in the book, the like the Athena Poseidon beef. I think he's just like... Yeah, except Percy doesn't ever really seem to have a horse in that race, if I'm being honest. Uh, I mean, they, they do argue a decent amount. Is. Yeah, but it seems more like... They just gotta... race because, you know, she's more involved with the gods. That's yeah, fair. I think like, Annabeth and Rose, like, we're supposed to be against each other, but like, she doesn't really seem to care all that much. But mm-hmm. she's aware that this is not exactly the greatest pairing. And Percy doesn't really seem to care either way, if I recall. Uh-huh. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I don't think it ever really comes up ever again. Yeah, that's fair. All right, six or seven important themes. The book, you know, it's just it's, it's all books have themes. That's how books work. Mm-hmm. Like I like the idea of the themes of like it kind of puts being a like for, like being from a broken family in a more positive light, which I do appreciate. Like I feel like a lot of books are like oh you know like you gotta make it like the weird moody kid with no with no parents like you know harry potter's a fucking orphan let's all bully him but like coming back with cigarettes yeah but like yeah there's there's never a moment of like true reconciliation with percy's dad like throughout the entire series really it's just kind of like my dad was kind of a dick and he doesn't care about me all the time. And I'm okay with that. Like, he comes to terms w- with it. And he's like, my mom's great. And that's okay. And I really like that in the book. Um, if anyone else wants to pitch in, just, like, throwing out, like, one. Uh, I will say, uh, I really like the sort of empowerment theme that they have here. With, like, oh, I am, you know, I'm dyslexic and I have ADHD. Yeah. And it's like, no, dude, you you have ADHD to keep you, you know, alive in battle and you're dyslexic because you were, you know, your brain's hardwired to read a certain way. It's like, Oh, that's really cool. Like if I was, you know, uh, if I was a dyslexic or I had ADHD and I was reading this book, I'd be like, yeah, that's me. No wonder everyone connects with Percy. Like mm-hmm. that's, I, I get it. I get why people like this book so much. And, you know, maybe that sort of specific empowerment was why it didn't pick up as much as Harry Potter but I do think that that empowerment, that you know, that theme of be of empowering people like that was really important, especially for the target demographic that they wanted to go for. And I really appreciated that about the book. 
All right, Kai, you had a you had something you wanted to say? Yes. So this is more like a theme that's lightly touched on in this book and then heavily touched on in the other books, but like just the question of um I guess how much of your destiny is negotiable. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't Big know. Time. There's there's just a lot of themes with that within like the quest itself and how it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the whole time he's worried about uh, the second half of the prophecy without getting because it's kind of a spoiler. I'm not going to say mm-hmm. what it is until after the spoiler. So we start the spoiler section, but uh, it's just like it's he's the whole time he's like, huh? How is this going to happen? Can I stop it? Can I prevent it? And like in this book, he he doesn't, but he does kind of prevent yeah. the end of it in the end a little bit, at least part of it. But mm-hmm. especially in the later books, like they go hard in the like, we need to prevent this from happening, like a hundred percent. Yes. Yes. And I think this is a good, I guess, like setup for the theme throughout the entire rest of the series. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I did think Destiny was a very, I mean, obviously it's, a, it's important to, you know, the mythology, but also just, mm-hmm. I think it's a very interesting theme to tackle sort of in a, in a children's book because that tends to be something that appears a lot, you know, destiny, like Harry Potter and that sort of thing. But like, oh. it, it was nice to sort of see it questioned within a medium designated for a younger demographic. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right. Anybody else want to throw in a theme or are we oh. good to move on to the final question? I, oh. uh, I want to talk about this, this book's representation of ADHD and dyslexia. Something cool I found regarding to that. Um, so obviously yeah, this sure. book has the theme of like, you know, your disabilities can be empowerment. Like can, they can be empowering and they can have benefits that you might not realize. And, you know, I'm mm-hmm. reading the book and I'm like, ADHD makes you better in combat. No fucking way. That sounds like an autism is a superpower thing. So I went and looked up, does ADHD help soldiers? And the U.S. military has plenty of documentation on how to deal with uh, soldiers with ADHD. And they do note that the ability to hyper-focus on things can help you in combat situations. So um, I guess uh, congrats to the U.S. military for being accepting of people with ADHD. And yes, it can make you a better fighter. Yeah. Yeah. did the research. We love being dogs of the military. I don't. That makes me... um, That makes me think of something really funny. It was probably... uh pursuit hunting like pursuit predation where you just stalk something for 12 hours super adhd thing i'm gonna mm-hmm. catch this oh, thing. yeah just keep walking after it yeah for 12 hours. that's the evolutionary like like that's the theory that scientists like have of like why adhd exists is because it helped yeah. for that specific thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah i feel like that's pretty much all the major things we need to talk about for the themes Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. we'll go for the uh, the final question of the seven questions for the spoiler free section. Uh, what, was it worth reading? Would you recommend it? I think everyone on the count of three, Please. we can all say our answer. One, two, three. Yes. I said sort of. <clears throat> sort of. Sort of. A dissenting opinion. Yeah. So again, uh, I mean, it was worth reading just because like, because like I would I would say yes like yeah it's it's worth reading uh, I would recommend it to other people however if you are looking for something a little bit more involved a little bit slower pace a little bit more um, 
challenging. Not challenging, but more something that a little bit more has a little bit more depth. You know, something that you can sink your teeth into a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're not gonna. You're not really gonna find that sort of thing here, and that's kind of what I was missing. I was expecting it to be a little bit chunkier, but. Mm You know, I, I grossly underestimated the, the, the space of this, but like if it's something that you are interested in, by all means, go ahead and read it. But if you're looking for something that's like, you know, up there in like the, you know, like the hidden gems of like your childhood and you are an adult and you're looking for something that like has a lot of a lot of, you know, bite to it. The first book might not give you that mm-hmm. and that go that's a real okay. time <laughs> yeah, yeah i don't want to say real time if, no if you want if you want that i i don't want to say start with heroes of olympus because you're missing five books of context but it is heroes better. of olympus will scratch that itch way more because it's a lot longer and like it's a it's i i'd say it's a slightly older reading level too mm-hmm. it's I mean, more it of an sense. actual novel yeah, the main characters are all like I I believe like fifteen. They're all or sixteen, 16 all. at that point, I think. Yeah, so what takes place so, the the preceding year. Yeah, I that's that's sort of my thoughts. Like, I mean, obviously, I enjoyed it, um, mm-hmm. but the the amount of uh, recommendation that I would give to somebody is purely based mm-hmm. on like what they are interested in. Yeah, so I'm gonna pivot this into what I pitched to the other guys. Uh, well, I'll pitch it to you, Michael. You can say no, um, obviously, but. Our, my idea is, so, I don't know if you know this, mm-hmm. there is a new Percy Jackson book coming out in October. Oh, is there? Yeah, a book six for Percy Jackson and the Olympians that takes place after the Heroes of Olympus pentology, I guess is the word. Yeah. Okay. The second set of five books. It takes place right after those. It comes out in October. I don't want to read it in October because I don't want to read ten books in like a month and then cover it. But... Right. These books aren't hard to read. We can all agree on that. They're pretty short. They go by pretty quick. Yeah. I would like to cover the final, the the new book in December. And if we could cover the other books, like the other, like cover the rest of the lightning thief, like five set of five in like the next month or two, because we could get through those in a month and then cover Mm -hmm. heroes of Olympus by like the end of November like it's a it's a lot of reading but i think if we set ourselves like the like the goal of like four months to cover these this this series of children's books it's not going to be hard and it'll be easier than reading chain yeah it will be (laughs) i see equinox typing i don't know yeah sorry i i'm just just no you're just linear yeah so um i'll say if you know Obviously, I, I enjoyed this book. Uh, I found, you know, the five books online to listen to through legal mm-hmm. means and through, you know, just for being free. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think that's a lot of reading for me specifically to do. That's uh, if if you know, if I can do it, I'll do it. Uh, I'll mm-hmm. try and put them on. But like, no, I can't promise anything. And yeah. because the new book is coming at that point, I don't think that there will be an audiobook, and I really don't feel like reading. That's fair. I figured out. At there least, might be. Yeah, there. I mean, I feel like it, I'd be kind of surprised if there wasn't. I feel like it's a lot more on brand for books to release with an audiobook alongside its physical book. We'll, we'll, we'll see then, because uh, yeah. I mean, I, I 
I already I don't have like a pro audacity account or anything, so I'm having to physically pay for these and books. Audible, you mean Audible? Audible, yeah. Sorry, not Audacity. Uh, that is something that I use my editing mm-hmm. software on. That doesn't have a yeah. premium, but uh, you know, sh- if if I'm able to, sure. Mm-hmm. Toss yourself a uh, get a get yourself a library card, and you can rent yeah. the audiobooks. I tried, and apparently, uh, the one that's near me won't say names. Obviously, that's like six minutes away from me isn't the one that is for my district. So I have to drive to a different library to get approved, to get approved at the one that's six minutes closer to me. Uh, they might have apps that you can download yeah. and use your card on it. So as long as you like, have I don't card, have a library card. And the way that I could get a library card is by going to the one that's not six minutes away from me. So hey, you could drive there and then get the card and then you can check. Uh, them maybe online. I, maybe I guess yeah. uh, again, I don't really feel like reading. I don't want to, look at plain text it, it's really hard for oh, me no, to I mean, audio, you, you can get the audiobooks through there's an app i don't remember what the name of the app is but there's an app where if you connect your library card to it you can use the library card to rent there's, out audiobooks oh. there's two of them actually one of them's called libby and one of them's called hoopla yeah oh, i didn't i didn't know that okay i'll have to keep my eye on that okay cool. yeah so that way you can you can have your cake and eat it too yeah. all right uh kieran is raising his hand yeah. uh, i was gonna say reminder I think I've asked before, but this is a six book. Is that going to take place before the sequel series or after? Wait, what's up? Does the sixth book of Percy Jackson take place after after Heroes of Olympus before the Trials of Apollo? Okay, but the sequel or sorry, you said after Blood of Olympus? Is that the fifth Heroes of Olympus book? That's yeah, Blood of Olympus is the final book in the second series. Yes, then yeah, it's right, it takes place after that one. Okay, so we're reading all those books in two? Yeah. Okay. That, that's I feel like we... I, yeah, no, I feel like we could definitely get it done. 100%. I first thought you were just saying just the next four books was all we were reading. Yeah, that's just like I, I say read the next four books by like the end of next month, like the end of September. Yeah. And we, yeah. Can, we can talk about those. Okay, then. That's all. And then... We could do the 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 next set of five by like the end of November. Okay. Yeah. I think I think that's doable. I think we're, we're all you know we're all adults. <laughs> like yeah. it's not hard. But um, yeah. I mean that's my idea. I'd like it. I'd like to do it. I'm gonna do it pretty much no matter what. I think Kai will too. Um, but if you guys want to, um, I would be honored to cover the rest of the series with you guys at least up to trials of apollo um yeah, just because i haven't read them either maybe we'll cover them in the future but at least Dude, i'd be down i, I want to read them yeah I'd, I'd i'd be down to read them but if we're gonna read 10 11 percy jackson books if <laughs> yes. we cover them i'm gonna i'm gonna take a break yeah we <laughs> need like a, a little bit like six months or something like maybe like next the end of next year yeah we can cover them okay um but yeah just uh, up and like cover the the newest the new book the chalice of the gods in this december like that way we can also have our christmas episode where we're all there that's a badass title <laughs> yeah but mm-hmm. yeah um that's everything for the non-spoiler section so now we can end this recording here and then pick up for the spoiler section talk for like 20 minutes and then call it if you're listening right now um, and you're not following us to the spoiler section because you want to read the book or listen to the book yourself, thank you for listening. Um, come back in a few weeks. We're going to be covering 
the Killing Joke in the Dark Knight Returns. Who Batman? Yeah. Um, that's gonna be sick. Next month's actual book is I'm pulling out the spreadsheet. Give me a second. Figuring it Xenos, out. Xenos, you know? Warhammer Xenos. It is a Warhammer so 40,000 novel. It is a mystery novel. Um, it's a sci-fi mystery novel in the Warhammer 40,000 universe about the Inquisition and an Inquisitor named Gregor Eisenhorn. Um, it is 320 pages. It's about 10-hour audiobook-wise. Sergio should be reading it with us because he owns it, and I'm going to make him read it. Yep. And he got it also, for me. Shout out. Yeah. Shout out to Kai's birthday three months ago. Don't dox me like that. <laughs> uh, my, I'm sorry. <laughs> I doxed you and Matt's birth months in this episode. I'm going to triangulate your fucking birth certificate by. <laughs> yeah. Next month, we're doing Xenos. We might do a comic book. We haven't decided yet. If we do decide it, you'll know at the end of next episode's comic book cover uh, uh, covering. Thank you guys for listening. October will be Blood Meridian, the Cormac McCarthy novel, um, which will be fun. With Matt, allegedly, if he reads it. Um, Which, I I mean, I feel like he will because he's, you know. He read Wheel of Time with us. He did read Wheel of If you'll read Wheel read, of Time, he'll read pretty much anything shorter. I read shorter. half of Wheel of Time in like... He wanted to read The Count of Monte Cristo, and that shit's 7,000 pages. <laughs> yeah, the, believe it or not, the reason I didn't read it is basically just because the font was printed too small on the pages, and there was this was long before you could just look up really good digital versions of books for free, so... Uh-huh. What a but, beast. Yeah. That's that's all we got for this one. Spoiler-free section. We'll see you in the spoiler section or next episode. Everybody say bye to the people leaving. Bye. Okay, bye. Welcome back from the ad break. We're here to talk about spoilers. And we're actually going to open the floor to Kieran because he's our guest. And we made him go last because I'm a bad person. So we're going to let him go first this time. Kieran, what parts of the book stood out to you? Uh, so, in this case, I, I got, like, a handful of notes here about some chapters here on my phone, so I'm just gonna get to go through them here. Uh, so, chapter one, I just want to point out that, uh, it's incidentally mentioned on page two, uh, that Percy blew up his, his school bus with a fucking cannon in the fifth grade, and it's never elaborated on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does happen. <laughs> he just says, oh yeah, he goes, I wasn't aiming for it, but, you know. Because they're like visiting Valley Forge or something, and he's messing with one of the cannons. Yeah, think and there like, was just an oh, actual cannon with gunpowder in it. Apparently mm-hmm. so, because it's never brought up again. Uh, chapter two: There is a phone number given off for the card that he's given that Grover gives him, and I wonder uh-huh. if that number was ever in service because it's eight zero 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 nine zero 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 nine, and I wonder if it was ever in service or not. Probably. Or it be like a sex hotline or something if you call it. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Uh, chapter four, it's kind of, no, I made this note initially when I was first read it, but as it's coming up, uh, names having powers, and where there's like, it's kind of like, oh, you want to speak to Harry Potter more. thing. I don't remember, I does this ever actually continue on later in the series? Because I really don't remember that being so hesitant to say people's names. I don't remember either. Because, I'll like, be the honest. whole thing with, like, oh, he's Mr. D and everything's just, like, so, what, we got the reveal of his Dionysus, Dionysus sitting next to him? Because mm-hmm. no other god plays around with, like, oh, like, Nicholas is Mr. Z or anything like that. 
Well, I think that's because he's actively in disguise. At, not in disguise, but he's actively interacting with people. Yeah, but, I think like, it's more so... Who is a camp. I think, I think it's more so, like, just invoking their name in the mortal world. Like, you can say Zeus if you're talking to Zeus in... Or talking about Zeus, because he's Zeus. But for but what like, remember, they never get this antsy about saying people's names later on in the series. I think they just say them as the... They do know. with a character, a certain character that I can't say because it's a spoiler. But we're in um, the spoiler section. For the other books. Okay. I don't want to spoil the other books. I, just because it's, you know, if we're going to read them, I don't want to, you know, spoil. I'll, 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 I'll DM yeah. it to you so you know who I'm talking about. Please, yeah. please don't spoil the later books for me because I genuinely have not read any of the Percy Jackson books outside of this one. Yeah, I, I, I DM it to you, Karen. So they, they try to, they avoid that character's name like the plague in the, in the, yeah, I think he's the one. I did forget about that, but yeah, that. That one definitely, but I think like there's actual ramifications that come around from mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So, okay, I kind of forgot about that. I think they Maybe. do avoid calling monsters by their like real names. Do yeah. I don't think they do because usually how they defeat most of them is not so much in this book, but later on, and this is more just a general thing. Just stabbing them, repurposing really. <laughs> how they were defeat the big ones that he was defeated in yeah. the midst is a big thing like rick does this a lot actually i noticed in his other series as well uh-huh. is how the myths play out is usually some variation not always beat for beat is how he goes about defeat the characters go about mm-hmm. defeating them is like if you know they how they were defeated you can weaponize that again yeah i mean they even do that in this book they medusa yeah, yeah, is medusa. slain in the same way that she's slain in the in the original tale this i mean look later on it's like basically crusty to know what was yeah, his name crusty's crusty's her crusties. Oh, yeah, bed. yeah, he yeah, was pretty cool. much dealt with in a similar way. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so it's, if anything, it's it's way more important to know who it's. It make more sense of like hide it so that they can't use it, but they no. don't really see that much. They, I mean, there is parts where like you do see like the name having power, and that's like when at the end of the book, Percy uh, mentions Kronos and um, how the weather changes because of that. Mm-hmm. Like there, there is certainly like, ramif- I wouldn't say ramifications that are visibly shown, but there is like, there is changes that do happen with it if you were to continue saying their name, you know. But yeah. I, to be fair, every time they say Zeus's name, the rain like gets harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Going on from there, I have a note here saying page eighty, Percy be ballin. I'm trying to remember what the hell I was talking about. Ah, uh, he mentions seeing one of the, the things having basketball hoops, and he says it's more his style. So yeah, Percy be ballin'. That's very really important. Is. Percy do very be ballin'. Percy do be ballin'. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, since we're in the spoilers section, uh, page 84, all bad guys have face scars. Because <laughs> that's yeah. what he runs into Luke. That is, so that, here's the thing about Luke, uh, this is the part I mentioned, it's so fucking obvious that he's gonna oh, be yeah. the bad guy. I've got more notes on that, actually, but I, I, I'm, I'm gonna say, right now, if, if I was in second grade, and they, you know, I, I read about Luke, I would want to be him, and then later in life, I would have a crush on him, and that, that would make me question my sexuality. <laughs> Where yeah. is it at? I know I have a note in here about it. No, uh, Luke, especially in the next, like the next couple of books, Luke is just 
I love his character. He's so interesting. Oh, yeah. Page 117. Uh, the book basically just straight up calls him evil because uh, I think it's describing when they're going to about to do the uh, capture the flag. Let's see, what page was this? 117. I'm so glad I marked this. Uh, turns it down. Ah, yeah. He gave me a sly look as if he knew something I didn't. The scar in his face made him look almost evil in the torchlight. Mm hmm. Granted, when I was a kid, I did not pick up on this at all. That Luke yeah, was a bad him. guy. But reading back through, he's like, oh my god. And, like, the book just straight up tells you he's evil right yeah. there. You can tell Luke is truly a villain because he does the thing that all villains do in the first book where they're like, heh, I don't even need to stick around to, to watch you die. And then the, the main character survives. It does reconstitute. If the first way through, if you, don't, if you don't immediately pick up on that, his actions do read as someone who cares and everything. Like when he gives Percy the gift and then is as, oh, are you still using them and everything? It does. It can read as him just being playing the concerned friend. And then there is all that where he realizes, oh, that's why he's checking if whether or not Percy's still wearing those shoes or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's I'm not saying it's bad. I'm more just saying I am old enough now to realize kind of how obvious that should have been. You can see the red flags because you've got yeah. some more experience. I mean, it also yeah, helps yeah. that I've book before, but yeah. Um, let's see. That. Also, page one twelve, I think has an underwater basket weaving joke because it says like dry. Yeah, like, water that was so funny. That. It does. Uh, Page one seventeen also, I think, gives us a rough estimate of about fifty kids are in the camp, which is just something I noticed because I always wondered how many kids were there. It gives mm-hmm. us some exact numbers on kids because that's when they're saying who's all on what teams. So we get some exact numbers; others are only vaguely alluded to. So I think it's yeah. around fifty kids are in camp. Uh, I remember the the one thing about the second series of books that I distinctly remember is there just being so many more kids at camp and them yeah, having. But that's to, like, because what Percy does at the end of this. Or no, never mind. The, that's, yeah, that's later on. A, a thing happens with Percy that involves a lot more kids being at camp. Mm-hmm. Uh, but see, I think the, the amount of kids is just increase over time in camp throughout these books too, which I was, mm-hmm. I, I think is cool. Chapter nine, uh, based author says the underworld is located in Los Angeles, and that it should have been obvious to Percy that hell would have been in Los Angeles. Uh huh. Um. Chapter ten, underworld monsters can detect five G because they say they can track phone signals and whatnot. In that page, on that uh, page one fifty five, and Seder's being able to read people's emotions because the, the rover says he's an empath. There, I don't know if that ever actually comes up again, or it's just like that's just an actual thing Seder's can do in Greek. I myth. Rem- I, I it is something they can do in uh in Greek myth, but I do remember it coming uh coming into play a couple of times. Yeah, but I don't like, know. Are you about to make a comment about wanting to get Apollo's poop? Okay. I yeah. thought you were going to say Apollo's poontang. And then, of course, we have the Percy mailing a fuck you to the gods. Uh, 210. I think that's when he's up on the Golden Arch, page 210, where's an uh, oddly helpful <laughs> advice from his attacker. Uh, I think that's when the monster says to go after his jump into the lake. I think the monster tells him he'll be fine. I think. I think it's crazy that they just, like, blow up the Gateway Arch, and then they're like, yeah, this little kid committed domestic terrorism on a national uh... monument. <laughs> oh, here it is. If you're the son of Poseidon, uh, Echidna hissed, you would not fear water. P- jump, Percy Jackson. Show me that the water will not harm you. Jump and retrieve your sword. Prove your bloodline. So I guess it's kind of more goading him into it. Mm-hmm. But I guess yeah. it's because there's more implications of being bad for the, the plot going on. I'm not sure exactly how much Echidna is involved in this. 
But yeah, um, I, I think it's uh, I think it might not be as ridiculous that the black guy is saying, "Do this, it'll work." Um. Oh yeah. Also, page fifth, chapter fifteen, page two twenty. Ares practically says he fucking framed Hades. Two twenty eight. Let's see if we can find that. Uh, just different the weapon. So Zeus sent the best out looking for Apollo Athena, blah blah. And mean energy. If I couldn't sniff out a weapon that powerful, he looked his lips as if they were thought of master bolt made him. Yeah, he looked his lips as if the thought of the master bolt made him hungry. Well, if I couldn't find it, you got no hope. Nevertheless, I'm trying to give you a benefit of a doubt. Your dad and I go way back. After all, I'm the one who told him my suspicions about old corpse breath. Mm-hmm. You told him you yeah. destroy your bolt. Sure, framing somebody to start a war, oldest trick in the book. I'd recognize I... it immediately. In a way, you got you got me to thank for your little quest. Like that, like he I... basically tells him he did it. Yeah, Sergio mentioned that Ares wasn't in the the movie. I did not remember that, and oh, that's yeah. insane to me because the Ares only... is the reason that the entire thing happens the to only an extent. Thing I remember from the fucking movie is that Luke uses the lightning bolt like a fucking shotgun. That's all I remember. Yeah, yes, he was deleted from the movie. Um, the 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 diner scene is like available to watch in the deleted scenes. Um, but they cut him for time. Who played him? Ray Winstone. Who the fuck is that? I do not know off the top of my head. I, the name sounds familiar. Ray mm. Winstone? Alright, anything else, Karen? Uh, the last real major thing I've got is uh, I, page, is chapter 19 where so I really like the idea of the Underworld just being a bureaucratic nightmare and that uh-huh. more dead people just raise more fucking problems and oh, that one thing does not like this at all. One thing Kieran mentioned, or not Kieran, Sergio mentioned to me that I thought was really funny was the idea of having Thomas Jefferson on like the the fucking uh like the council of people who yeah go to the was, world. He was like, a lawyer, wasn't he? Yeah, but he, it's just the, the idea of like this dude that owns slaves gets to tell me if I'm nice enough to go into the underworld is really <laughs> funny to me. Damn. <laughs> Oh, but but another th- thing, but but, but the gods are worse than Thomas Jefferson. But, I mean, yeah, but yes. th- think <laughs> okay. about it like this, dude. I owned other human beings, and that's not nearly as fucked up as the thing you did. Do you think there's racial bias in like Thomas Jefferson's decision? Like he's like, ah, I don't want any more Latinos in the underworld. You're going straight to the Tartarus pit. You tell like, me he just pulls out Tom. like Come the. On, Tom. You tell me he's like like that one bit in Family Guy where the cop pulls Peter over and checks his skin palette. <laughs> yeah, it's that's, that. really, that's that's what he does. Yeah, that, that was the last note I had there because that and also Hades, like the game, does the same thing where it's just a bureaucratic nightmare. And more dead people just means more fucking problems. He's for like, Hades. he's like, we usually don't let people of your complexion into Elysium, but I guess you're all right. <laughs> There's some the liberals upstairs. I made a few <laughs> policy changes. It's like, come on, Tom, and he's like, all right. You guys are good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's the last major thing I had. Mm-hmm. We- All right. And then we will move to Matt. Matt, do you have anything you want to talk about specifically, spoiler-wise? Well, I might as well talk about why my favorite scene is my favorite scene at the very end of the book. Basically, the whole second-to-last chapter, I think, is an excellent... <sighs> After the whole fucking train wreck that is the earlier parts of the book with uh, yeah. finally meeting Zeus and Poseidon. I didn't think that he would meet... Poseidon in this book. I, th- I thought that would be like a, a later thing in the other books. But no, he, he just full mm-hmm. on meets his dad. And yeah. his dad is like super chill about it. He's like, hey, what's up? Hey, you did good, Dude, kid. 
the one thing I, I I piggybacked off of in the spoiler-free section that I want to bring up is the fact yeah. that, like, Poseidon's like, you should have never been born. <laughs> you shouldn't exist. Oh, my God. You were yeah. a mistake. You shouldn't be alive. Mm. And Percy kind of takes it on the chin pretty well. Ooh, he is a psychopath. Because I just remembered it. They mentioned really early on the last time they had the sons of the kids of the big three, World War Two happened. And it's they don't say it, but Zeus's kids joined the Nazis. No, no, Hades' kids joined the Nazis. Was Hades? Okay, I thought it was yeah. Zeus's. But it was, yeah, it's that, Im- that it's, happened. It's implied that Hitler is a son of Hades. In a later book, a character meets Hades and says he looks like Hitler. <laughs> like that's he's like he reminds me of that really bad german dictator and it's like i they wonder who they're compared talking about. hades to napoleon and adolf in this book too. yeah they did yeah i had an existential um, moment when i read that i read it and i just like i, I like i sat there in the darkness and contemplated the implications <laughs> of what that meant because i really just like, like lifted up out of his chair and went, i need to take a moment to think about this yeah, and like kid, stared out the window <laughs> because it's just like because like, it's just like well were they just like nazis were they hitler were, did they fight for Japan? Did we drop the nukes to kill a demigod because there wasn't anything else that could wipe them out? Like, what do, do you, you mean think, by this? Okay. Do you think? Do you think there? Do you think the Oracle predicted the Holocaust? Here's the thing: it's <laughs> in, the, in, the second, in the second series. It is also said that the fucking uh, demigods that got involved in the fucking are were basically the cause of the Civil War in America. Yeah. Oh no, my god. Shout out to my favorite Percy Jackson character, Thomas Jefferson Jr., a black <laughs> Union soldier. Actually, twice? There's two moments where Confederate soldiers are brought back from the dead to serve characters. I just what happens in the next book? I would say it. That would be one of the cases, I think. Hmm. That's Let's true. Yeah, I crazy ass that. moments. Crazy ass moments in Percy Jackson history. To finish off my thoughts on the the scene, one part that really sold me the, this book is from a child's perspective and he doesn't understand the scope of things. Zeus is like, you've done me a good service, boy. Few heroes could have accomplished this. And Percy's like, oh, well, I had help. I had some friends. I won't kill you to show you my thanks. And that was (laughs) a great line. I love things you said that. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Because Zeus looks like fucking somebody every five minutes. (laughs) And to be honest... If I were Zeus, I'd be like, what the fuck kind of sperm did Poseidon put that woman? This kid is insane. <laughs> my, my favorite idea or like thought process for fucking Percy's lineage is the fact that in the musical, Percy's mom is played by a black lady and he is white. And so I just, I just, in my head, in my head, the Poseidon genes were just, they just overwhelmed it. Not nothing from her. Because like Poseidon is played by is played by a white guy, so it's just like his genes just fucking dominated. (laughs) What would it mean if Poseidon was also black, but Percy was white? That would be a poor casting decision. (laughs) That's what it means. Uh, Something something Greek myth because he's named after Percy. Let's just move on. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Also, the fact that he's named after a son of Zeus, I think, is funny. I will let it go on so we can finish everybody's thoughts before we end the recording. Yeah, alright. Next is... Yeah. Michael. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quickly compliment sandwich this. So, real quick. 
I really liked I, I really liked the uh, like the entrance to the other world as I said before. I think that uh, describing it obviously it's in Los Angeles. I think that's funny as fuck. Yeah, but describing it as like this like waiting room and this guy's just like, dude, I don't get fucking paid enough for this shit. And like, uh, I need some actual payment, you know, like and it, it gets, like things get resolved there. And he's like, yeah, I'll take you there. We're like, it's, it's, it's really nice. I like that. Um, I thought it was really fun. The characters there were really cool. Uh, I, I just I just like the description of it, obviously, with like the mist and everything. But the amount, the amount I also really like nine to five jobs in this universe. They're oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also really like just like how long do the people in the waiting room wait for? What Good do you question, mean? <laughs> <laughs> they stay there forever unless but, I feel nice. <laughs> yeah, or they pay, but they didn't. That's why they're there. Yeah. Uh, but I will say one thing that really bothered me about this story that I didn't want to say in the non-spoiler section, mm-hmm. um, the whole lightning bolt situation, just magically appearing in uh, Percy's backpack. I really didn't like that. It, it felt doesn't... like it, it felt like the mystery was kind of lost immediately upon that. Cause well, like, it didn't, ma- it didn't magically appear in his, in his backpack. He and... got a new backpack from Ares and it was in Ares's backpack. Yeah. yeah, but he did. He didn't realize it was there until he got to the underworld. It wasn't. I think there. because it was meant there to was a magical. Them. They say it's exactly like his pen. Once he entered uh, the underworld, it did teleport into his backpack. Ares set him up for that. He. I. Even then, I did. I didn't like it. I didn't like how that was presented because my issue is like obviously you know the god of war would want to start the war and everything, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I felt it kind of removed a lot of the interest of the mystery of who stole the bolt because obviously the suspicions thrown on luke immediately because you know scar on face makes you evil and the evil descriptors and also just my experience with the movie but the the whole point was like i was like okay well how did they hide the bolt how did they hide this whole thing and it's just like it just magically appeared and, and then he pulls it out i'm like oh okay that was very unsatisfying like it was mm-hmm. it was just unsatisfying to me i felt like there could have been something more or something else i really just wish it did it didn't go that way and mm. it, it it probably wouldn't be as bad if they explained how the pen turned into the sword just a tiny bit better or maybe i just missed that but magic. yeah obviously magic but like i i i don't know i just i didn't like that aspect of the mystery i really like a good mystery that like i can look back upon and go oh yeah that's really cool but like it's a children's book like whatever i just it just felt really underwhelming Mm. to get what we wanted to get and i feel like they could have done something different for that i don't know what Mm -hmm. but i feel like they could have taken it in a different direction to actually like make the mystery uh fully enticing and to get a satisfying conclusion of it. i was just unsatisfied with the whole mystery of the light uh, like where the lightning went and yeah that, that's just kind of it i it, it is what it is but I, mm-hmm. I can't help but feel underwhelmed by it i will say though in the movie um after like after reading the book and it explains it like oh yeah gods can't take other gods shit you need a demigod to do that um mm-hmm. For Haiti, like in the movie, Hades steals the bolt. It's very clear that Hades stole the bolt. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But, you know, I whatever. feel like 
<laughs> it's it's an interesting thing to bring up the the theft only being from demigods because it kind of puts suspicion on Annabeth too. Yeah, I felt like because there was a lot it's of like like who like we know betrayed by one who calls you friend, and we know that only demigods can steal yeah, whatever she has the stolen. invisible cap. Yeah, and she also like see this is why I really wish that there was a better conclusion to the mystery. Because there is there is red herrings thrown towards Annabeth, obviously, and obviously she needs the quest. She uh, she could have readily had the bolt and gave uh, you know gave it to Percy that he didn't realize it. Like there's there's a lot that could have happened, but I I don't know. I just felt like there could have been a more satisfying mystery to this whole story. I personally felt that it wasn't really even a mystery story. It was more of an Odyssey adventure. And I think the moral of Ares' backpack being given to Percy is you shouldn't ever trust fucking anything you get from a god. You can't yeah. trust them. Ever. I, I I get your point. Like I I don't disagree with you, but um I will say it's like t- pulling inspiration from like the Iliad and the Odyssey. That's just something the gods do in those stories, and so it's very on brand for for Ares to just be like. Yeah, I'm just gonna fuck you over for my benefit because I'm a selfish piece of shit. I would agree yeah. with that. Is that when I think of the person, the first person Jack book, I don't think of really being a theft, like mystery, and it's like who stole. I just, I think it's like the journey is more the interesting part of the book than anything. Because even yeah. then, like we, like we, the whole time, like we are under the impression that Zeus or that that Hades stole the bolt, at least in the context of the story. Like obviously. It's it's a little if, more. If you know Greek if mythology, you have the context, you're pretty sure he didn't. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I again, this was more of like a personal thing. I mm-hmm. I think that if you know, it was set up as a mystery. It was like obviously there's the quest to go to Hades, but obviously it's set up as a mystery because you already know and mm-hmm. told, hey, there a demigod can all is the only way that someone can steal that sort of thing. Yeah, but they're so, also told that it was that that. Hades has it, so it's not really a mystery of where it is. But, they then think, it's they but think the mystery is it. it's the mystery of who stole it. Yeah. And it again, I just feel like it was underwhelming. That's a personal thing. Obviously, I'm I'm outvoted here because I uh, you know my my impression my opinion you know my opinion's a lot more of the the minority here. But yeah, you're absolutely valid with this. Yeah, you're not outvoted. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm invalid. I'm just saying like. Clearly, what I was getting at it uh, from the book was very different from everyone else's, and I'll just I leave it at that. There was a mystery aspect. I think that's where the, yeah. the disconnect between my thoughts and your thoughts the, are. Is I yeah, didn't even the, think the, there really was a mystery. Yeah, for me, the mystery only really shows up when they show up to Hades, and it's like, "Give me the bolt back," and then Hades is like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You took it." Yeah, it, it was more of a plot twist than anything mm-hmm. else. Even, okay. Well, the, even the twist, then, I was the unsatisfied mystery, with the twist. Yeah, I think the, the mystery is that we don't know who actually took it, but I feel like having the context of the movie knowing that Luke took it, like, is kind of like part of that. Because if you didn't have the context of Luke taking it, like, it's a I little, mean, it's a little maybe, harder to figure I, out. I get. I again. I when I th- when I see the words "the lightning thief," the the quest is obviously about the the you know the thiefing of the bolts but that, I'll, yeah. I'll leave it at that i'll let the discussion end because we are you know i don't want to keep pressing for time and i'll pass mm-hmm. it back on to sergio to give his thoughts on the spoiler section 
All right. So, um, so we talked about uh, the Hades implication, which is something I brought up while reading um, to both Jake and Kai, uh, as well as the Thomas Jefferson thing. But another thing that I loved is the discussion on killing Gabe at the end of the book, because oh, it's not, yeah. a, it's not a moral brother. discussion of should we do this? It's so which one of us is killing the fucker, right? Yeah, I forgot about that. Just like the most e- easily decided murder in all of fiction ever. He is a, a slob. He is a I mean, worthless waste of space. Yeah, no one is sad to see him go, but like, yeah, they just murder him. It's a bit like taking the trash out, you know? I also like how they do it in the movie where Percy is keeping the, the head like cold in the fridge and he's he has a note on it. It's like, don't open the fridge. And Gabe's like, I'm not going to fucking listen to Percy. And he fucking opens the fridge and then, you know, he turns to stone. Uh, but the book also yeah, that does was a it, good ending. Uh, pretty also, well. Also, should they all his friends as well? Gabe's friends. I'm pretty no, sure. No, it's just Gabe. Just Gabe? I thought, yeah. Okay. It's just, a, she says it's one statue. And okay. then she's like, I'm done yeah. with the whole statue business. But also, turning Gabe to stone, I think, is also an homage to the the legend of Perseus as well. Um, I remember reading that on the wiki. I can't remember exactly what the the thing is, but um, it is a it, it, it is a I'll reference find. to the myth. Um, yeah, Percy the myth chops off Medusa's head. I forget what he uses it on. I think he turns some king to stone with it, if I'm correct. King Polydectes. Yeah. He also got Pegasus when he sliced Medusa's head off in the myth. The horse literally comes out of her fucking neck. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that didn't happen in the story here. Yeah, so, he, so King, Pol- Pol- king Polydectes married Perseus' mother, Danae, and then were both petrified by Medusa's head. Mm. Uh, damn. Here's another thing with the Medusa section. She was clearly giving pedo vibes, and Percy's just like, mm, I don't see anything wrong here. Well, I think he's it's like the, hamburger. He's been a little <laughs> hamburger. Yeah, that, but like, the food is also drugged. It's like, like, I love hanging out with children, and Annabeth's like, we gotta go. And Percy's like, what's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong? I was gonna bring that up, too. <laughs> hamburger. Like, I know he's supposed to be naive, but come on, man. When I was 12, I knew Stranger Danger. Well, I think that's his, like, personality trait. I, I just love that being a trope right? for this whole story. Are There's they being hypnotized in that section? Monsters that run With Auntie yeah. yeah. Yeah, he says that he's falling asleep. Like, he can't even... That's why he can't fight back. Yeah, he's been drugged in the film. I want to give... You know what I want to give a special shout-out to? The fan artist who drew fan art of the characters of this series so well that they became the canon official artist for the Percy Jackson books. Oh, because, damn. yeah, here's the here's the old art of like Percy's oh, official yeah, design for so Rick, 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 Rick Riordan. It was um, so bad. He looks 12. I mean, he, he does yeah. look 12. And here is what he looks like from the fan artist's perspective, which is the new canon design. Oh, yeah, yeah, he looks so, so much better. Oh, dude. he looks like he fucks in that. He looks <laughs> <laughs> 16 in that, man. Come on. Damn. Okay, he will fuck in that. <laughs> he will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, I don't think I have too many spoiler thoughts other than I really like the depiction of un- the underworld and how, like, modernized it is. Uh, I did mm. make a joke to jake about like like when percy says that she see, he sees all like the tortures going on and there are things mm-hmm. that he can't describe i was like someone's getting put in the cock flare 
Imagine you're you're fucking getting judged by the council and Nikola Tesla goes, We will put him in the penis explosion chamber. What else could sense to Detroit? I did what I was gonna say. I like the moment when Pierce Percy Percy realizes that Gabe beats his mom. Like the the, the, like the childlike realization where like he stops like suppressing what he thought was happening going oh he hits her mm-hmm. like yeah. I really like I, I, I don't like the fact that he was doing that but I liked the depiction of that moment I think it's yeah. good that he does that <laughs> <laughs> that he hits women yeah that's the hill I'll die on I there, guess there's, there's some 4chan who's like Gabe is our guy <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Gabe is based and half blood pilled also I posted oh, the, the, the main three characters uh, old and new designs in book club if you're oh, interested yeah. new designs are... they fucking yeah. blackwashed okay, Rover bad. in the movie oh that's so woke <laughs> yeah, the ones aren't bad, but I do so much more like the the other designs. They do look yeah, so much the, better. The yeah. old ones look like like a whimsical like children's novel. Yeah, I mean, but do I don't like, like how they draw faces. Is the thing. Jake, are yeah, you gonna, like, I don't like it either. The it's very uncanny. No, they can Google it. They're fuck. Oh, they okay. have, if they're looking into the shit, they can they fuck just go to the Percy Jackson first... wiki. They're on there. Yeah, yeah, it's the first thing you see, and you can backtrack. Anyways. Alright, yeah. yeah. Um, Kai, you got anything you'd like to say? You said not really, right? No, not really. I also don't have a lot to say. However, I will I will I will end this off by complaining about my audiobook. <laughs> they okay. it bothered me so much. Fucking ugh. This is just so, like Arkanomics all over again. They they mentioned that, you know, they're on the hill, there's the the tree of Half Blood Hill yeah. that was once Zeus's daughter. Mm-hmm. And her name is everybody say it. Oh, I don't Talia. remember Talia. Oh, well, in the audiobook, it was Thalia. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, that was God. making me so angry. Thalia. Like, well, that's oh, like how people pronounce uh, Sasuke as Sasuke. <laughs> yeah, just like that. Actually, yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah, really yeah. wrong. Yeah. Or like, uh, or like Kakashi as Kakashi. Someone right now is going, wait, it's not Sasuke? My, my friend sent me a YouTube video about Doom where the guy kept pronouncing it as, like, Doom. Like, like D, like D-E-D-E-W-M. Like, he's Carmen. I thought you said I thought you said Dune. Kind of like a... And I was like, I was like, are they saying Atreides, like, Atreides or something? Is it like Hank Hill where he goes, what are you talking about? What? That's uh, yeah. that's all I really got to say about it. To be honest, I'm excited to get into the other books with you guys. Me too. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's it. Thanks for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, if you would like to listen to more uh, book clubs, we do at least one every month. Um, one to two, depending on how we feel. Yeah, lately oh, more than one. Yeah, and then we also have we just released a collab with. Uh, Gregory Carpin and Harry Blank on the SVP Wiki. We we did an episode on their podcast. Go listen to that. It was uh, really long and we were all losing our minds because we were so tired by the end of it. It was very funny. 
Uh, I also had a funny anecdote uh, related to the book about. Uh, so you know how Percy tells the shark to fuck off, like at the near the end. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I I had a I I had in my mind another funny sea creature reaction where he runs into like a seahorse dad who's like my fucking wife and our eighty kids. I hate this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, hello. You lose him. Who? Oh. No, that was the end of my. That was the end of my. Oh, okay. I lagged out for a second. I think I didn't hear what you said. It's okay. Whatever. You can just listen to the episode. That's true. I'll just (laughs) listen to the episode. We're gonna get numbers up somehow. Good. Yeah. But yeah, that's it, guys. Yeah, we we no because if we're if we're taking if we are the gods to their half bloods and we can't love them. That's true. (laughs) Go do it for me, and I'll respect you. But that's really it. Hey, you know what, audience, uh, audience members, if you are, if if I am apparently your parent, um, I I, I will claim you as a part of my bloodline. If you if I am apparently your parent, I'm so sorry. Only out of obligation <laughs> by the courts. Yeah, 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 yeah. The only powers that you get is that you'll draw slightly better from me. So uh, if well, you're not into that, I don't. I you know I I, I get it. I get it. So Son or daughter to the or whoever. If I have to claim you. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm not, thanks I'm, to the audience by not I'm killing me. I'm the one that never claims their kids because I'm a piece of shit. I'm like, fuck you, man. Unless you like, unless you do the most impressive thing imaginable, I'm not claiming shit. You got to finish your quest first. Yeah, yeah. We, we're sending Sergio on a quest though. Uh, he's we're sending him That's to Texas true. for Colossal Con. <gasps> That's right. I was going to say we're sending him on a quest to edit this episode. but That's that too. That too. <laughs> I think we should send him on a quest to end this episode. 